The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you are here, and I'm really excited about this episode because this episode is going to bring us back to our Feng Shui roots, but in a totally new way. I'm talking with Dee Ojiri today, and she is bringing her expertise as a Reiki master and feng shui practitioner and sharing with you the best crystals to use for specific results. So I've been using crystals for a long time now, yet I don't necessarily consider myself the crystal expert. And that's why I am super excited to have Dee on because I had so many questions for her and I hope I covered the questions that you also have. And if you still want to know more, please feel free to comment on any of the posts for this episode that you see on Instagram, or even just DM me or go to my website, christinahollinger.com, send me an email and DNI will work something out so that we can really make sure that you get all the good information that you need about crystals. I mean, maybe you're even listening to this episode thinking, what's the big deal about crystals anyway? Everyone sees things like charge your crystals. It's the full moon. What's that even mean? Well, we do touch upon all of that. We touch upon how to care for crystals, how to choose crystals, how to know when a crystal isn't meant for you or when you're finished using it for maybe its healing properties are no longer going to serve you. D covers that. So it's really, really good episode. And I'm excited for you to hear it today. We're just calling it all things crystals. And I also wanted to recognize a couple of listeners who left a review recently for the show. I always appreciate any feedback that you have when you share a review for the show. It actually helps other people to know who I am as a feng shui teacher. And I just feel like we need to spread this light. Like that's what this is all about. And one way to do that is to leave a review so that hopefully when people are scrolling for a new feng shui teacher or for inspiration, the more reviews on Apple, the more likely they will see the show. And so I cannot thank you enough for leaving these kind words It just helps people to know if my teachings will resonate with them. So I wanted to say thank you to Sarah. Sarah left this review and she said, before being introduced to Christina, I had no idea what feng shui truly was. 
The energy conversations she provides have helped me have a much better understanding of all of it. And I love her calm approach. Christina's passion shines through her work and I look forward to learning more. Thank you, Sarah. And that's the beauty of this. I love being able to introduce people to this practice. I've been doing it for 10 years now and I was a Google guru. I would look everything up online and I didn't really have a trusted source or teacher until finally I went to the Feng Shui School of Chicago and got certified with Lori Polly. Then I did officially have a teacher, but until that point, I didn't know where to turn. So that's kind of my intention here is to be here for especially beginners who are just getting started in Feng Shui and they just want a reliable source to go to, to learn little by little. So thank you. I'm so glad you were able to, to find me and let me be your teacher for the very beginning of your journey. Okay. One more review, and then I'll introduce you all to D. This one is from Brittany. She says, Christina's amazing. Christina is truly an expert in feng shui. Her teachings and encouragement have led to many positive things in my life. She's kind and caring and funny, and she loves helping others. I highly recommend this show. Thank you, Brittany. That's so kind of you to just say some of those qualities that I know it's, it's easy to say someone's kind and caring, but at the same time, I genuinely hope that when you are sitting here with me or taking me on the car ride, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you're on a walk folding laundry. I truly hope that it does come across that I do care about you and I do care about your well-being, And I want you to not only be successful, but I want you to feel, feel successful. I want you to feel in alignment with your dreams. And I want you to know, and I'm not just talking to Brittany, I'm talking to you, whoever is listening. I want you to know that your dreams were given uniquely to you because you were meant to fulfill them. And one way that I have had success in my life is through feng shui. And I just, I think it's an untapped resource for many people. I think there's a lot of manifesting methods out there. And this is a really good one that dates back thousands of years. So I'm just carrying on the lineage, carrying on the message to you. So thank you for tuning in and for being here today. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to read to you a little bit about Dee and her bio, and then we'll just cut right to the interview because it was such a good one. You might want to take notes on this one. Here we go. D is a feng shui wellness and Reiki master and teacher with a passion for holistic living. After 25 plus year career in the corporate world, D decided to pursue a creative focus, utilizing her passion for feng shui, coaching, design, and holistic living. D enjoys combining the art and science of feng shui, meditation, and healing energy infusing them into your home, business, yard, garden, and office to create a space that promotes happiness and health. Dee has one goal, to enable your transformation by taking a holistic approach, sharing her feng shui and holistic living expertise. 
everyone. I am so excited to introduce to you D O'Jury. You're going to love this conversation. Enjoy. All right. Hi, D. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. And I'm so excited to be here with you. I know. I w- We were just talking prior to starting the show, and we were talking about how we're both feng shui practitioners, and yet we all bring a unique perspective to the table. And as much as I use crystals throughout my day and in my feng shui practice, I still feel that there are people who are way more versed in crystals. And I think that you are one of those people. So I'm really excited to get into how crystals can help you manifest, how they can help protect your energy as well. And I defer to you as the crystal expert today, but first let's like introduce everybody to you. So let me hear a little bit about how you became a feng shui practitioner, a little bit about your journey. So um, I'm a feng shui practitioner and uh, I have a little bit of a spin on mine because um, I do it more in a coaching format because I'm also a Reiki master and um, a crystal Reiki master. And I'm looking around at my desk right now and it's just covered in crystals for this conversation today. But um, years ago, I went through severe depression and we all go through our traumas, but those traumas help build up who we are. And really that's when I discovered Reiki and um, I started getting Reiki and realized how much it helped and what it did for me. And I felt called to go learn Reiki. So I went through three different programs and um, some of it during COVID, but I was really blessed with a yoga center very close to me. And the gentleman I had been working with on um, getting Reiki, I went through his entire program. So what is fun about my program is I do Reiki with my um, clients and I also teach Reiki. So anybody who is interested in learning, I'm able to work with them one-on-one. I don't want to do um, the big classes because I love the relationships that we build as feng shui practitioners, as Reiki practitioners, generally as healing practitioners. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) No, I, I wonder, could you tell me if you do any virtual Reiki or what your thoughts are on that? Do you think it's- I love virtual Reiki. Sorry to interrupt you, but I love virtual Reiki. One of my clients lives in um, London, England, and it's fantastic because we'll do a Zoom call or a FaceTime call and I can hear her body. So what happens with her is her stomach starts gurgling when um, we start a Reiki session. So everybody has a different experience, but that client in particular, I always know when I've connected (laughs) because she'll start gurgling very, very loudly. So it's, it works no matter if you are on the table here or if you are virtual. And I actually feel like virtual is a little stronger because the client is able to relax in their own environment and really can become in a meditative state. And then that allows me to uh, or go into their energy field and pass on that energy. So it's, I love virtual. 
You know, that's so powerful. I actually talk a lot about this. When we talk about feng shui, we talk about three different types of energy that we work with. We work with the universal energy, which is how the stars, planets, everything affects us, right? The moon phases. We talk about the environmental energy, which is how our immediate surroundings affect us. And then also personal energy and personal chi. And I've said things like, make sure you protect your energy before you scroll Instagram or make sure you protect yes. energy before you get on a phone call with somebody. Not because you're afraid of like other people. and the, It's just that you want to sit in your own vibration so that you can serve. And so basically what I heard you say is like, you just validated that point that people can oh, other people's energy through the phone through technology, through Zoom, you don't have to just be in the same room as somebody in order to pick up on their on their aura. Yeah, and just like you said with the phone, it's a good thing to sage or Palo Santo your phone because it does in your computer screens. When I sage our homes, I will do all of our computer screens and the TV screens because you're taking in that energy. Oh yes, I definitely sage the TV screens too because my husband and I have different uh, per preferences on what we watch and he likes to watch a lot of the news and I personally don't because it can be very negative and draining so I clear that for sure great points okay D so um again I so I actually have only gotten a Reiki session one time in my entire life and it was extremely powerful however I didn't notice that she used crystals what I will say about crystals I do see the connection with crystals and Reiki because I am familiar with the different chakras and how different crystals can help balance the chakras. So can we go into a little bit about how crystals and Reiki can work together for your personal energy and maybe even how people could use crystals to help balance their personal energy? Yeah. So each crystal has its own vibration, right? So as we're doing Reiki, what I like to do is if the client wants it, we will go through and we'll place the crystals on different chakra points throughout the body. And um, I will identify the crystal needed based on what's happening in the circumstances with the client. So if there's anxiety, I would use a certain crystal. If there's something that they wanna be grounded, I would use a certain crystal. And then as I'm scanning, I'm also able to pick up um, where there's blockages, so you're able to possibly use more than one crystal, or there might be another crystal that I'll pull. But crystals all vibrate at their own energy level. And that's why when you go into a store and you hold one, they say, always let your crystal pick you because it's going to vibrate with you, what you need. And the shape of it is important too, um, but they all vibrate. And then our bodies absorb that vibration and that helps clear our chakras and balance our bodies in the meridian system. So, so I will tell you, I, I read in a book once that it's actually a good idea to care, not only carry a crystal with you, but for the ladies, you could put a crystal in your bra. Yes. <laughs> I literally right now I have one. <laughs> do it and I choose the crystal for the day like I yeah. like the um orangish yellowish centrine crystal I didn't realize could be good for 
it could be a magnet for abundance. I didn't realize that. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to try that. And it actually worked. Like afterwards I ended up getting a really big client. I was like, wow. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. And I also really like, I'm holding two rose quartz crystals and rose quartz is really great for like the relationship area, but it's also great for like unconditional love for yourself as well as for others. But I think, feel that it's a very gentle, soft energy. And I really like to carry this around with me for, for self-acceptance and unconditional love. Right. And the other thing I want to say is I also carried around, a. Uh, you're going to have to help me with this one, that the black crystal, the tumor. Um, tourmaline. Tourmaline, because I heard that that's yes. really clearing and cleansing. See, Dee yes. just pulled it out. Like she has all the crystals. <laughs> and I also have a bracelet that I use um, for when I'm visiting clients' homes. It's good to have because it helps protect you. Essentially, right. when you and, and I've combined that also with quartz because I've heard that it's supposed to help clear and protect. But I will say that when I carried that with me, it was during a time when I was an assistant principal at a building with a lot of students and a lot of, it was, it was a very chaotic uh, environment at that point in my life. And I just felt like, I don't know if it was actually working because it just was too much energy for me in that space. So, um, I guess what I want to know is what are perhaps some of the crystals that you recommend for different outcomes? And then the second question is, how do you know if a crystal isn't really right for your vibe or if it's not really working for you? Um, let's start with the crystal and how they speak with you. So you'll know by picking it up and holding it and you're going to feel a connection and you're going to, your intuition and your inner self is going to say, Oh, I need that crystal. So you're going to know, um, I've picked up crystals before. I'm like, eh, no, I have a local crystal store. I go to, um, frequently jewelweed over in YZ and I'll walk in and there's days that I'll walk out with five or six of them and other days. I'll walk out with nothing. So you just, you have that connection. The other pieces, when it's done or you're done with it, you'll lose it. So if you're wearing bracelets or something, the bracelet will break or the crystal will break, you'll lose it. Um, those are signs that you have healed what needs to be healed with that particular crystal. So it's served its, served to its place already. So that's kind of, does that make sense? I mean, that's actually happened to me where it's fallen on the ground and broke. And I was like, Ooh, I don't think I'm going to use this anymore because I don't probably think it's good to carry on a broken crystal. So that's pretty fascinating. Well, there's a couple of ways you can um, think about the crystal is if it falls and it breaks, or I've had one explode, like sitting on my desk, it'll just go poof. And it's split in two or three pieces. The crystal is absorbing all that energy and think they're thousands and thousands of years old. So they have a lot of energy anyway. But when you're carrying it around, it's absorbing your personal energy. So when you're taking care of your crystals, um, doing the full moon and placing them in the full moon to charge, but also clearing them with your sage um, with your Palo Santo and the sunlight helps charge and um, clear them as well. But taking care of your crystals will help them be in your life a little bit longer. Ooh, but I they do that. they do shatter. 
I've, I've physically watched one. <laughs> That's fascinating. One thing I do with the crystals that I wear uh, on a daily basis is I have a selenite wand, which technically I've heard that those selenite wands do not need there. She has a selenite wand station. <laughs> they don't need to be charged, charged or cleared or cleansed. It's the only, I guess, crystal that is going to really clear other crystals. So I, yeah. I use it as like a charging station. So at the end of the night, I'll put my wedding ring, I'll put yeah. some of my jewelry, my watch and my crystals that I wore for the day on the selenite wand to clear the energy of the day. What do you think of that, Dee? Is that a good it's, That's exactly what you should do. So they sell selenite bowls. You could do the selenite ones. Um, what I just showed you a second ago was my selenite tower. And the selenite, you're right, it does not need to be cleared and it will charge your crystals. So it's the great, um, it's a great tool for every day clearing because we have so much energy but yeah I have a bowl next to my bed and I actually put my Reiki crystals in here the ones that I use for my family and they're always near me and they're always clearing and charging for whenever somebody needs a little magic Ooh, I like that <laughs> Great. And like you said, so then, you know, then I'll also clean them during a new moon or a full moon. And I just mm -hmm. run cold water over my crystals and use Dawn soap and then put them out in the moon. What do you think of that? Is that okay? That's good for some crystals, but some crystals are water soluble. So for instance, your selenite is essentially salt. So think of our salt cures that we do. That is why salt works so well is because it clears, but you have to be really careful with your, with your selenite because it'll melt. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, so do not do that. That's, that's yeah. okay. I love that. Okay, so back to my original question, which I know I kind of loaded on like two big <laughs> questions. So let's go back to the question about, and I don't know if you want to, so let me give you some background information. Um, this year I'm, I was hosting, am hosting a private group and D is part of the group. And there's a lot of other feng shui practitioners from across the globe, but also people who are new to feng shui. And we're all just in this community together um, in this private group. I teach a monthly masterclass and D has been really helpful throughout the whole group because as an expert, you're able to chime in and provide resources for the group members, which has been awesome. And one of the resources that you provided at one point was a Bagua map of the nine square grid with the nine areas of life. And then you connected each Bagua with a crystal. So for example, you said that there might be a good crystal to carry around or to put in your wealth area or crystals that might be really auspicious for your career area. And I don't expect that you would go through all nine areas, but do you have like a cliff notes on just some of your favorite crystals and what you would recommend them for? 
I do. So I'm going to start with amethyst because amethyst um, is like the grandmother of all crystals for me. Um, I just love, love, love. And I have several of them. Here's one of my, yes, see right there. And um, I carry amethyst when I'm feeling heavy because for me, it feels like it clears. But amethyst is also excellent for your wealth area. It's excellent for your um, love and relationships area as well, because it's grounding. So think of your relationships and for wealth, but it also attracts abundance. Are so they always purple? Um, you can get some that have the white in them and that's the chevron, but for the most part, they're usually purple. And right. then there's purple also activates wealth, which is, yes. yeah. yeah. And that's the thing with crystals is there is so many different things that you can do because about feng shui, it's intention. So when you're setting the intention and you're adding um, amethyst to activate wealth, you're activating the color and you're activating the vibration of it as well. That's a good one. I've actually never heard it recommended for the relationship area, but I do see how that could work there. Very nice. So um, going on with, with the wealth bagua, because everybody loves, and they always want to know, how do we get more money? So there's citrine. So citrine is wonderful for cheering you up. It's a great stone to grab when you just, you're going to have a long, busy day and you need a little extra energy. And um, it's great for attracting abundance, like we've talked about. But there's a couple of different types of citrine. So, oops, I made noise. Um, there's the natural citrine which is um, pure natural citrine. And then you've got the processed citrine. And the processed is actually taking amethyst and heat treating it and making it into a citrine. So this is more of a common citrine when it's um, this really dark color, this dark yellow. And then I have a couple of tumbled stones here too. But... Both of them do the same thing. I just, I prefer, I love them both, but I really like the natural because I feel like it's stronger. And especially when it's a rough cut crystal, you are taking it right out of the ground the way it is instead of polishing it. So it's got a little extra oomph for your, um, for your intentions, but this is a really good one. And you just talked about citrine and carrying it around. Yes. I'm also thinking, I love the natural citrine. It's a little bit less of that yellow color. And I'm wondering how, do you have any resources that we could put in the show notes as far as some, I know that you probably recommend going to a crystal shop in person so that you could really feel the crystals and they can use you, but do you have any online sources? Um, I do have some online sources and I don't, people will say that, but I also feel like the universe picks what you need and you will be matched up with the right crystal. As long as you're going to somebody who's reputable, you're going to be in good hands with what you get. There are a few stones that I have that I ordered online. In oh. fact, speaking of citrine, I almost forgot this guy I ordered online. This is my huge citrine. This is bigger than, you know, it's bigger, bigger than, than my head. head. That's how big this <laughs> He um, sits in my wealth and um, wealth area, but it's also my family room. 
And I've positioned him, thinking of feng shui, I've positioned him both in my wealth area of my home, but also the wealth area of the space. So he's charged with bringing lots of money into our home. <laughs> Love that. Yes. I, I feel like it's um, super, it's not a complicated concept, but I feel like I always have to repeat that to everyone that you can lay the bagua map on your whole floor plan and you can find the wealth area when you walk in the front door of your home, the wealth area is the far back area of your home, the far back left area of your home, but you can also activate the wealth in other rooms. So when you walk into your bedroom, the far back left area of your bedroom is the wealth. And when you walk into the kitchen, the far back left area of the kitchen is your wealth. So essentially what Dee is saying is she is, you know, placing this crystal in the far back left area of her home in the living room. And then also in the far back left area of that space as well, just to be a, you know, just double the wealth. So exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, and to add on to that, everybody forgets that our desk, that's a Bagua map as well. So Think of that back left corner and, you know, put a crystal that really resonates with you in that back left corner. So feng shui your desk. So many of us are at our desks. It's a great way to activate the wealth in the upper left-hand corner of your desk. Love it. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about protection because I have this all over my home. Um, I'm very intuitive and I get a lot of information. So I surround my home with selenite. So I have selenite everywhere in my home. So we talk about the bowls. Um, I have the smaller wands on my windowsills. And then I also have um, a large wand. Um, and I wish I would have brought it down, but a large log underneath a couple of our beds too. And I just, I have a setting around in different areas and selenite um, absorbs all that negative energy. So it's wonderful to help you keep your chi lifted. Um, and it's beautiful and it's beautiful and it charges your crystals. But I just, oh, and my last thing. And I have this in my daughter's room. <laughs> it's a wind chime with the pure white selenite wands hanging down yeah. in these gold chains. It's beautiful. So I just, I really, really enjoy selenite and I feel like it just, it helps keep our home's energy stable. And need more selenite, I think. You, so, yeah. <laughs> I was actually doing a feng shui consultation downtown Chicago and the client had these huge, sel- huge windows, floor to ceiling windows, looking out to the beautiful city. And then she had a selenite wand in each window. So yeah. what is, I, I, I looked at it as it's definitely going to help protect her and shield her from, you know, let's face it. There's a lot of high energy in the city because they're so densely populated. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, should people living in cities or densely populated areas place selenite wands in their window? Or do you recommend more of like the feng shui multifaceted crystal? Um, I feel that they do two different things. So we definitely need to use that feng shui crystal, um, the multifaceted one, but the selenite wand is going to neutralize spiritual energy. So when you have everybody's personal energy going into the space, 
it's going to help neutralize that. And especially in a condo, an apartment downtown, you're up, you've got stuff going all on all around you. So having it in the window adds that layer of protection. There's a psychic level of protection for that when you do it in the window. So very good for highly sensitive people. Very. And when you're really empathic and you're picking up everybody's energy, grab that selenite and put it in your windows. Ooh, that's great. This almost feels like a natural transition then to talk about the feng shui multifaceted crystals, because <laughs> that is something that comes up a lot in our practice. There's a lot of different cures and recommendations on how to use those multifaceted feng shui crystals. Oh, I don't have they come in, you can get really small ones and carry them around to protect your energy, but you can also get larger ones. And it's sort of this, well, I'll, I'll let you explain it, but the way I see it is it can do two things. It can clear energy and absorb any negative or stagnant energy, but it also can radiate positive energy. So yeah. it's, kind of, it's, it's like a protector and yet also an enhancer. So yes. I guess it depends on your intention. So I'll let you explain how you like to use those. If you have like a top. Um, well, it does. And I have one hanging right by my office. My office door is in the angle. So I use a crystal on the inside of my office door to stop any surprises coming <laughs> into my work life. Um, but that crystal, it does, it absorbs and it also deflects and then it um, spreads the energy. So if you're thinking about those long hauls and throwing that crystal in there, it's going to stop and help that energy, it's gonna bring it up and absorb it in because that's what crystals do. And then it's gonna radiate it out. So it spreads through the home a little more equally, but they're fantastic cures. And um, I use those a ton. They go hand in hand with the other crystals. Yeah, actually a multifaceted feng shui crystal almost reminds me of a disco ball. Like yes. it doesn't, it kind of looks a little bit like one, but it's a crystal of course. And it kind of has that same sort of, like when you think about the energy of the light sort of beaming out of a disco ball, that's kind of what a, the crystal does with the energy, the invisible energy. And I, I really highly recommend using a multifaceted feng shui crystal in your hallway, at the entrance of your um, home. If you have stairs that go right up, you know, everyone always talks about that oh my gosh, it's bad feng shui to have stairs right when you walk into your house. And there is some truth to it because the energy will just rush upstairs or it will go even flow unevenly throughout the house. So mm -hmm. one of the simplest things you can do is use a multifaceted feng shui crystal, place it in the lamp or the light in the foyer, or, you know, put it even on the ledge of a, a door or something, and it will help to even out the energy for that. So well, and you said it, it's feng shui is about any, every home has something and it, there's no bad, well, there are some bad homes, but generally there are no bad situations. Everything can be cured. That's what I always say, D. I say, in, don't worry, in feng shui, there's always a cure, almost yes. always. And of course, people will ask me, you know, if I'm moving, what are some of the things I should definitely avoid? And if you have control over it and you have that luxury of being able to say like, oh, I would prefer not to have this house because my bedroom will be out of the power position and there won't be as much balance in the household. Like 
that's fine. Like that's great if you have the luxury, but if your bedroom is not in the power position because of where you already live, there's a cure for that. Right. So that's what I like to say. Like, it's okay. Like feng shui is meant to be fun and there's always a cure. So yeah, D, I would love to just sort of wrap up our conversation. Are there any final thoughts, anything that you really wanted to share about your wisdom about feng shui and crystals? Um, I'm looking at my desk and <laughs> there's like, so many. I could I speak with you for hours. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going to have to have a part two. <laughs> yes, exactly. The biggest thing is uh, picking a crystal that really speaks to you and you feel good about and knowing that there is no wrong. So if you grab something and it doesn't quite match what you're trying to do, then you're being, you're able to set an intention. So every crystal, just like feng shui, it needs to have an intention and it needs to have a job. And the crystals, they're energy and they will support you. Um, there's just, there's so many wonderful crystals to protect you, to support you, to bring good luck. I mean, adventuring is a great crystal for bringing good luck. Let's talk um, about that before you leave. So that looks like it's a water bottle. Yes. I love, I love having, um, so many people talk about using elixirs for crystals. I really like being a little safer and having the water bottle have my crystals in it. So it's got a separate container that you can put any crystal tumbles that you want in it. And um, it's charged by the flower of life. But then your water is always radiating with that energy. And we drink a lot of water, or we should be, and our bodies are water. So having that extra vibration just helps clear your aura. Okay. So. so two things about this. First of all, if you have a link to that, I'll put it in the show notes because it's really neat. I've definitely seen different types of water bottles where you can have crystals, but I've never seen that one. So I'll link it. And the second thing is what kind of, it was like this jade greenish jade color crystal that you had in there. And I just want to know more about it because I really don't think I'm familiar with that type of crystal and what it does. That one is the adventuring. Um, and it is adventure, like adventure. Yeah. Adventure green. And, um, it's wonderful for prosperity, but it's, it's one of the first crystals I learned about from a Reiki perspective because it's great for your heart chakra as well. So um, it just, it's a grounding, wonderful crystal to open your heart chakra and open up to luck and abundance because of the green. I love that. I really love that. And um, I'm definitely going to look into that crystal a little bit more. And I will say um, one thing I do is, even if I don't have crystals, I do send, I, I'm not a Reiki master, but I send positive energy into my water and my food before I eat it. And because I'm so aware of the different chakras, sometimes I'll think about where I feel I need more support. So for example, if I feel like I need more support and confidence in my root chakra, and I need to feel more supported just in general in life and financially, I'll, I'll send some healing red energy into my water and then I consume it and I know I'm being supported. I don't know what you think about that. Am I making this up or can you No, you are spot on because we all have that. We all have the energy to um 
infuse anything. And I think it's really important to bless your food like that because you are sending that extra vibration into the food and that loving vibration. I, it's fantastic. And you, you have the power, anybody has the power, but it's being able to really tap in and understand how to use that healing energy because we're conduits as healers. We're even as feng shui consultants, we're a conduit of this information and helping our clients journey on health to health. I really love that you said that because I'm always saying that in general, like whether I'm doing a consultation or doing something like this podcast interview right now, I am a vessel for this message. What needs to come out is coming through me. It's not from me. Right. So as long as you connected to that higher power. So I hope that all of our listeners today feel really empowered after listening to this and just knowing that the answer really isn't outside of yourself. It's always within you. And if you need a little extra boost, mother earth has all these amazing crystals and gems to support you. So I'm super excited. I think you just helped a lot of people today, Dee. It's been a blessing to get to know you check out the show notes for all the goodies that we talked about today. And I will see you next time. And I'll be helping you design the life you deserve. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.